Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. It's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, Josh here. Do you feel like mainstream options for things such as yoga, meditation, or documentaries and films meant to expand your mind are lacking? Have you heard of Gaia? Gaia is the largest resource of consciousness-expanding videos. Both Stefan and I have watched several of the series, documentaries, and films available on topics such as the secret space program, channeling interdimensional beings, and alien encounters. We're just now exploring the over 8,000 films, shows, and classes available to stream on your favorite devices. To get your 10-day free trial of Gaia, go to fearscapepodcast.com slash Gaia offer. Again, that's fearscapepodcast.com slash G-A-I-A offer. Hello, I'm so glad you could join us. I hope you brought your blanket to hide under. The spooky crew is going to discuss things and events from other realms. Ghosts, cryptids, aliens. Be sure to hold your blanket extra tight as the boys take you deep. Into the fear scale, fear scale, fear scale. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another frightening episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. We are on the road to episode 100. That's right, 100 amazing, fun episodes of Fearscape to make you stay up late and hold those blankets extra tight. Well, since we are on the road to 100, which will premiere sometime in early October, we're going to dig deep into the archives to when Fearscape had a radio show called Fearscape FM. As you recall, it was myself, Stefan, and host Brad McQuery. And these episodes will show you what fun we had while we were on the radio. So until then, we'll see you at 100. The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that explores the legends and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time, so... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Fearscape FM. That's right, here on WCHQ 100.9 FM, your home for all things spooky, ooky, looky, dooky. Well, not dooky, that's uh, we don't want FCC dookie. unapproved. Uh, <laughs> but no, thank you guys so much for tuning in to uh, your favorite paranormal radio show. We have a great show because Brad is back. Well, hey, guys. <laughs> That's right, the horns. Brad, you are back from your vacay, yeah. and we are so happy to have you back, except for Ed, who's sad because now he's not 
secondary <laughs> co-host. But however, we decided, forget it, let's bring Ed back for this episode, because what we're going to be talking about, Ed was there. Oh, yeah. boy. And, and it's also so I can be here to pass the baton back to, back to Brad. <laughs> Um, but no, we have a very, very special episode. We are covering um, our first Southern Indiana case. Yep. Uh, and well, no, technically not the first because we had the Witch's Castle. Oh, that's true. Second, this is our second topic on Southern Indiana. But this is one we personally experienced. Right. This is, we are going to be talking today about the Whispers Estate in Mitchell, Indiana. And the reason why we're talking about it, besides just being a cool topic, is that uh, for my 40th birthday, my wife surprised me and a bunch of my friends. Um, taking me to the Whispers estate in Mitchell, Indiana to spend the night ghost hunting. And uh, I didn't know anybody was going to be there, but I opened my eyes and there's two of my good buddies, Brad and Ed sitting there as well as a bunch of other people. But we had a great time and uh, we're going to be talking about the Whispers estate. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so not only, this... yeah, we're going to be talking about the history and everything, but our experiences. Yeah. This is going to be a quick, brief history and then, this needs to be a 90-minute, two-hour episode because what yeah, we so experience we'll be, there, it goes beyond what we know as reality. It, yeah. it, it gets spiritual. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're cutting we're cutting straight through creepy catch-up because this whole episode is creepy catch-up. We're cutting mm-hmm. through spooky news. I'm, we I'm get not even those. getting my T-shirts back from Ed. Yeah, like, he's not, I'm even, just not no, even grabbing those. Not getting his shoes or anything. No. Uh, and I'm going to start, before you start the research on this, before we get, we're going to do some research first, and mm-hmm. then we'll talk about our personal stories. But I just want to say on their website, my favorite part is it says, Warning, due to the high probability of intense paranormal activity, persons with health conditions and pregnant women should consider other venues. Yep. And I get it. Yep. After spending the night there, agreed. Yeah. Seriously. Don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and dive right into a brief history on the house. All right. Let's so go. from the earliest records they can find, Whispers Estate was built in 1894. Now in 1899 or 1901, depending on which source you use for reference, Dr. John and Jesse Gibbons purchased the house from the original owners, Dr. George and Sarah White. Dr. John and Jesse Gibbons reportedly adopted abandoned slash orphaned children. One of these children, a 10-year-old girl named Rachel, started a fire in the front parlor, being badly burned, and died two days later in one of the upstairs bedrooms. But you can still hear and sometimes see her running around the house today. A 10-month infant named Elizabeth died in the master bedroom of unknown causes, but there's still the scent of baby powder, and you can sometimes still hear her cries. Now, also, there's another spirit by the name of Jesse. Jesse died in the same bedroom after a bout with double pneumonia. Guests sleeping in the front room often awake to labored breathing and coughing. Some even report feeling as if someone is sitting on their chest. The most common paranormal activity in this room is the closet doorknob will frequently jiggle for a few moments, stop suddenly, and then the closet door will pop open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. The maximum reported count for repeatable occurrences is within is five within a couple of minutes. This, of course, required a person's in the room to close the door each time. I mean, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, we're we're not getting into it, but yeah, that room is crazy. And I yeah. think they even told us about another person like named Gary in there as well. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't recall very many so names. I remember Jesse. But it was something uh, like uh, a guy had like water on the brain or something like that, and ended up falling down the stairs to his death. That was a kid. Yeah. 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 So it was like a right. young, yeah, like a young yeah. adult, like so. And uh, but yeah, so that one's on there as well. I noticed that they don't talk about that on there because that's one of the newer ones they found out. Yeah. So Doctor Gibbons was a prominent doctor in town, having his office in the first floor rooms in the house. Given the time period and medical field, it's likely many patients died there during his practice of 26 years. Stories of subsequent owners slash occupants suggest others have encountered their own demise, such as a gentleman in the 50s slash 60s that died in the upstairs bathroom. A young boy that died from falling down the front stairs recently spoke with the relatives of this little boy got a name and keywords. There it is. That one's Gary. So that's the one they're just now really finding out about. Yeah, and the guy in the bathroom, they said, slipped and fell and broke his neck. Yep. In 2006, the previous owner bought the house after being vacant for a few years. During its restoration, strange activity started to occur. Activity in the house continued and even increased, subsequently earning the name 
Whisper's estate. After guests repeatedly reported hearing disembodied voices whispering in their ears. No, that doesn't happen at all there. No, not in the slightest. (laughs) The current owner first visited the house in September of 2007 as part of an event night for the Mid-South Paranormal Convention. Five and a half hours into the investigation, not a damn thing had occurred. Then, without warning, the fit hit the shan, so to speak. (laughs) And they almost soiled themselves twice that night. They returned almost every other weekend for the next four months, at which point they contacted the then-owner about purchasing the house. Since 2006, the house has been investigated by numerous paranormal groups, as well as visited by psychics and demonologists. It has been featured on numerous TV shows, multiple documentaries, specials, radio shows, and it goes on and on. You know, Ed was asking about that. Including like, one you, more radio show, right? Yeah, here. yeah. Would you would you buy a murder house or would you yeah, buy a house? Yeah, this was actually house? this was actually a topic that I was watching on Doctor Oz just yesterday, and he was talking about the house that the Ramseys lived. You know, Jean Benet. Oh yeah. Talking about Jeffrey Dahmer's old mm-hmm. bachelor pad out in the woods, the Amityville house in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about now, with your full knowledge of you knowing that this house had a grisly, gruesome, murderous past, would you intentionally buy it, live in it? See, I think I would buy it, but not with the intention of being a permanent resident in it. See, that's exactly what I said. I would buy it to use it as a tourist trap, but there ain't no way I'm buying it to make my family's house. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> I believe I've way too much too into this. There's no way. Yeah. No See, way. He, he actually had like real estate people on talking about these houses being up for sale yeah. on the market. Oh, yeah. they are. They are. Stardust Ranch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's another one. Sold for, what, like $1.6 million yeah, or something? something? Crazy. And also, we can you can look this up uh, later. I sent a, uh, sent a link yeah. to Stefan a little while back. There's actually a murder mansion that exists right here in Louisville. We're going to find it. And it's been up for sale for a while now. We're going to investigate it. But uh, I guess if you guys want to research that later, we can get into that. Thanks, Ed. I like that he says we like he's somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Stop giving me homework, Ed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what else we got? So there are supposedly four graves in the backyard, not including what psychics have called a pit grave, which they say contain epitated limbs, internal organs, aborted fetuses, and more from the time of the doctor's practice. Wow. There is reportedly a portal slash vortex which runs up through the house from the front parlor into the third floor room. Yep. We experienced that. Yep. The room in the attic is said to be the heart of the house. Guests that are brave enough to sleep in the third floor room report horrible nightmares and sometimes hear something trying to get in the room via the doorknob jiggling. Mm. Visitors have reported sighting a shadow which has been known as Big Black an entity that psychics say is not of this world. While most commonly encountered in the doctor's room, it has been seen throughout the house. Oh, I wonder. Creeper? If that's what we saw, too. Like, to, mm, Okay, go on. Continue. <laughs> Continue. Guests have experienced earthquake-like tremors while in the doctor's bathroom. No, not those kind of tremors. We're referring to tremors of a paranormal origin. Oh, well, we so had... So it's not your tum-tum. Mm-hmm. We had a tremor, for sure, right next to it in that room where the bed moved, man. Save, save it. Sorry, save it. I'm pumped, man. EVP sessions have revealed many entities in the house at any given time, but you don't always need recording equipment to hear these disembodied voices at Whispers Estates. Many young women have reported hearing Dr. Gibbons whispering in their ears, as well as sometimes grabbing slash groping them. Guests claim to see the beds and couches visibly shake, while still others sleeping on beds and couches have reported having them shake violently. Often, guests decide they'd rather sleep as close to the front door as possible, (laughs) which a couple of your friends did do. They did, yeah. (laughs) Investigators often do rounds throughout the house at different times throughout a night, sometimes upon leaving the servants' quarters just after the last person exits the room, the solid, heavy wooden door slams with unrestrained force by an unseen presence. There are times when guests notice pleasant smells of baby powder drift through the house, but the scent of pungent cologne, aftershave, cigar, tobacco, rancid meat, cabbage, dirty medical bandages, and more are not uncommon. Mm -hmm. Guests have reported their recording camcorders being moved by an unseen presence, thereby disturbing the viewpoint of the intended target. And remember... If you're not completely freaked out and think you have what it takes to spend a night here, feel free to contact Whispering Estates on their website at whisperestates.com. 
Yeah, and we will give you way more. All this information came from whispersestate.com. Uh, they were absolutely phenomenal. Great to hosts. Us. We had um, Gwen and Sandra. Mm-hmm. I think they were their manager and general manager. Yes, yeah, they were there with us. They were incredibly knowledgeable. Uh, just fantastic people. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, holy moly, some of this stuff I hadn't even read, and I'm like, yep. And we didn't yep. even get to go into the slave quarters because it was it was off limits. Yeah, because of a fire. We yeah, didn't go into it. So we didn't get to we didn't get to go into the slave quarters. Which now I'm like, oh man, there was stuff associated there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were kind of we were in the servant quarters, which was right next to those quarters. So yeah, we were kind of near. It. Yeah. Oh man! And I only spent about four hours in the house because I had to leave and go to work the next yeah, day. Yeah, you, you so. and I had a fun experience. Yeah, for sure. we did. Yeah, we'll we'll do that so quickly because the first thing that happened was on the tour. Yeah, the tour. So uh, we, you know, the first thing they do is we get there, we unload all of our stuff. And, and real quick, I just want to say we oh, are not, we are not going to exaggerate any of this. What well, we're about to tell you is what actually happened. Well, wait a minute before you even start there. Before oh, great. here we go. That moment when you guys went out to the cars to get your stuff. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw a black creeper like like wisp around the corner from the mm. front door. I already saw something. Oh, nice! Right, right there, wisping I, by I the door. Yeah. That's so awesome. there's there's two black entities that are there. Of course, they talked about big black, which I think we saw in the basement. That was that was the first too. thing. That and then I there's saw. the creeper. And the creeper, if you guys have heard me talk about either here or on the podcast, I don't remember which one of the night hags that I told you I had that hung from my ceiling fan mm-hmm. and was very short at the bottom but had very long arms. That's yeah. exactly the picture they showed us that people have said the creeper <laughs> looked like. And I freaked out. I was like, "Well, I'm in for it tonight." Well, like something interesting <laughs> that the. Uh, our hosts were telling us about is that the house is intelligent and in terms of you're not here by accident yeah there's no such thing as coincidence when it comes to the paranormal all these people well, all his, of you are here at this one time not just celebrate somebody's well, birthday his wife made a reservation though so. but that's not just coincident yeah it's not that all these people were brought together at once like it was the it was the intent of the paranormal world to bring us together yeah because and there we'll were get people into it, why. that sarah uh invited that couldn't come yeah or like, didn't all of a sudden they come. just like fell ill or, or canceled got, last minute or, or got scared like brad's wife <laughs> <laughs> um, dude i don't blame her <laughs> no after that i'm like y'all are be glad <laughs> I, mean, I, I honestly i mean i honestly did not leave because i was i had to get up for work early the yeah next you day. had was, a reason yeah i had to go but um, i would have stayed in that house. yeah and so we had a really interesting group of people because my sister was there who you, whom you all have heard her mm-hmm. her listener stories uh she actually came down and she is incredibly psychic um and her and i have had so many ghost experiences as well as my best friend santosh david smith mm-hmm. who also him and i have had many spiritual paranormal experiences through the years and he's a good friend with trisha as well so mostly through the whole night for the good 90 percent of the night it was me brad trisha and david so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you immediately saw something yeah and then we go on our tour yeah well that well Ooh. even before the tour started i mean you you know all throughout the night i was fixated on, on that, that staircase. staircase yeah just constantly walking away from the group just shining my flashlight. oh yeah everybody and they and they talk about that everybody that a lot of people see because there's also a documentary we watched um what is the name of that documentary it just came out it's called when the walls talk the whispers estate documentary by so crimson good. night productions uh it so just good. dropped on amazon prime for free i highly m- recommend uh watching it uh, both Gwen and Sandra are on there for a mm-hmm. minute you'll get to see them and see all the stuff we talked about I just think it's funny that we didn't find that documentary until after we oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah I just I, I whenever I'm looking for something if we're researching or something like that I hit up my uh, Amazon fire stick it's got one of those uh uh, microphone thing, so I go whispers estate, <laughs> you know. And oh, you got one of them up. too, huh? Boom! And then it said, "Are you sure?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this doc is there, and a lot of people in the documentary talks a lot about the staircase as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I was just fixated because I kept seeing things out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. I kept hearing things, mm-hmm. so you know, like you all would just like be over at that table in the dining room, like you know, uh, having snacks and stuff. I'm walking away from the group. And just shining my light up there, just looking for whatever I can see, because I'm just I'm fixated. <laughs> I, in fact, that's the first place that we went to once we broke away from the tour group. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll get to the we'll tour get we'll quick. get to that though. Yeah, yeah the, the tour will be short because only really one thing happened on the tour. But it's interesting <laughs> if you think about it because. In my opinion, the two most haunted rooms in the house were mm-hmm. the red room 
and uh, the master bedroom. I would know? say the entire attic. Yeah, the entire attic. Sure, sure. Um, but anyways, that's where that portal is supposed to sit, right above the parlor. Mm-hmm. So we get upstairs. You know, we we went into the other rooms and stuff. She's telling us about it. You know, overall creepy feeling. But we get into that that big bedroom upstairs where. Um, where Jesse was and you know all those things and the little nursery which happened to be inside this big old closet with uh, which is the closet that's supposed to open up all the time and things yeah. like that well she's walking over because she's like oh we just got new windows right and so you know she's still human so she's excited because the house got new windows oh yeah she was like so that. excited for those windows and she wanted to see it she hadn't seen the one in that room yet so she walks over to there and I jump back 20 feet because I see a full white hand reach out and then i go "Ah!" and it whips back underneath the bed Mm -hmm. like right by her foot (laughs) and i already had this weird feeling that something was under the bed and even gwen jumped back she's like who what'd you see what oh okay (laughs) (laughs) and you know so we're all shining under there there's nothing there and i'm not nuts i wasn't expecting anything on a tour i was waiting till they left because it's still sunny out yeah. Like the sun hadn't set completely yet, though the shades were drawn. But yeah, I saw a full hand just slide out from under the bed and then reach back in. And I was like, boy, we are in Ooh. for something tonight. And I'm already pumped because like I was, you know, and I kind of went in kind of going, OK, I'd never done this before. I'd yeah. never done a like a real like stay at a haunted house type thing. I've just had experiences at my the homes in the old Louisville that were haunted. <laughs> and so this I was ready to go, man. I was freaking out, ready to go. So it was it was pretty incredible. Yeah. And I noticed the energy in the house almost immediately once we once we all got in a group. Uh, Gosh, it was palatable. I started noticing a pressure on me. So I've realized recently and you've been kind of guiding me through this mm-hmm. stuff and I've be, I've noticed I'm very very sensitive to this stuff mm-hmm. and when we were doing the tour uh, David was next to me and David's a very you know, loud outgoing individual mm-hmm. and he'll he'll say things sometimes that he doesn't mean in a negative way just trying to make conversation so we're in uh, it was the doctor's exam room mm-hmm. and I just started getting angry I started getting mad I, like I mm-hmm. I did not like him I like I wanted him out of the house I started feeling furious I wanted to like rip him apart and throw him out the front door and then as we're leaving that room, one of the guides goes, yeah, you know, people experience rage in that room mm-hmm. and they feel like stuff stabbing them in the eye. And I'm like, okay, well, that's what's happening to me. Once we exited that room, headed upstairs, I started feeling better. And then uh, just throughout the whole night, like that place just, it got to me. Well, and, and the energy got thicker and mm-hmm. thicker the further you went into this house. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was intense. And so, uh, you know, we did the rest of the tour, which was know, super cool. I know that when we first walked into that master bedroom there, I, I, I know you, me, your sister, we all sort of felt it all together at the same time. Oh, there yeah. Was there was of, something in there, and there it, showed, just sort of this, it showed its hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely it's showed like, its hey, hand. Odd, odd, I didn't see the end, but I just know that between you, me, and her, we were sort of like, ooh, do yeah. you feel that? Mm-hmm. Already. It, it was already like a heavy, you know, a heavy weight mm-hmm. in the atmosphere. But yeah, she took us through and kind of shared all the stories we just talked about and everything. And then they have a little room where they go and they're there for emergency reasons and things yeah, like that. Things they called around. it the Harry Potter the room. The Harry Potter room. Yeah. And it's just basically <laughs> a room with a bed and a TV and they hang out all night. Um, but it's pretty cool. Uh, it reminded me of Columbia and Magenta in Rocky Horror Picture Show where they're just <laughs> watching <laughs> Janet and Brad have fun with Dr. Frankenfurter. <laughs> But anyways, um, so at this point, they leave us to ourselves, and we're kind of just chit-chatting. We're trying to decide if we want to do Ouija board, if we want to do tarot, uh, if we want to do different things, and everybody's kind of chit-chatting, and, well, you guys went off. Yeah. Yeah. And so so what happened with you guys? Well, first of all, we we went into... Not Rachel's room. It was that first bedroom. Yeah, we went into the master bedroom. The master, the master bedroom. bedroom. Yeah. And uh, you did you did some uh, some mirror gazing. Yeah. So to anybody that doesn't know what mirror gazing is, mirror gazing is looking into a mirror in the dark with like a flickering low light, and it allows you to let your mind wander, uh, and essentially let you see into the veil. I like to call it the veil. Yeah, so or let you see even your own veil. soul. Or your own soul. Because, yeah, there was like a couple ways they said to do it. You could do like the 3D image thing where it makes mm-hmm. it look like you have three eyes and two faces or do the just <laughs> kind of slowly, you know, uh, squint your eyes to kind of make it fuzzy. You and know. the really brave, you could just go completely 
lights out, which we'll talk about. Yeah. When we did that. And di- there's different ways to do it. <laughs> Mirror gazing is one that I'm, uh, you know, you, th- there's different ways of looking for things like that, but also mirror gazing or scrying yeah. um, is a way to, you know, tell the future. Uh, mm-hmm. Nostradamus did a lot of scrying. Yeah. Um, looking into uh, watery surfaces or into mirrored surfaces to see what he could see. So, so Ed, did you, did you do the gazing first or was it me? No, you were the only one who did oh, the I'm gazing. Okay. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm brave, but I'm not brave enough to do mirror <laughs> gazing. I'm surprised I did it later on. We'll so, talk about that. So what you you experienced something that yeah, really like uh, it messed me up. Like I yeah. came out of the room crying. Like yeah. I was trying to explain it to you. Um, so I'm sitting in front of the mirror, and they tell you to do it by yourself, nobody in the room. But I'm not comfortable with the house yet, so Ed's in there with me. I'm sitting there, and I'm kind of seeing some shadows, but nothing's really happening. So I'm like, Ed, I need you to leave the room. But stay outside the door just in case. If you hear me yelling, come in. Which I was like, oh, great. Now I'm going out in this dark hallway by <laughs> myself. <laughs> well, you had a flashlight, dude. Who cares, I dude? I could not ever go anywhere by myself. I held my, my pee and poop all night mm-hmm. long because I wasn't going into any of those bathrooms until we all gathered around the upstairs bathroom and I went in and peed real quick. That was the only time. <laughs> So one thing they say about mirror gazing is it either brings out like parts of you, it brings out like people you know, past, present. It just lets you see things, lets you get into that veil. So I'm sitting there staring into it. Nothing's happening. And I decide to just let the light go down as dim as possible. And I start seeing a shape form behind me, kind of off towards the corner where Ed had been mm. standing. And I'm like, okay, so this is happening. This is happening. I'm just going to let it happen. Let's see what comes out of this. And then as the shape got closer, the features started becoming more prominent, more more decisive. I started to, I realized who I was seeing. And it took me a minute to accept what I was seeing. And it was my dad. And to those who don't know, my dad passed away uh, this year, 17 years. And when he came through, and also what people ought to know is I got no closure when my dad passed because it was very sudden and mm-hmm. him and I were fighting when it happened. So he came through and... You know, he put his hand on my shoulder, and, like, the second I felt the hand on my shoulder, I felt this peace that, like, this is your closure, son. You need to move on. You need to stop worrying so much about the past. Move on. Like, I, f- I felt those words in my head. And then, I like, I grabbed my glasses. I grabbed – I turned the candle off. I grabbed my recorder, and I'm like, Ed, I'm coming out. <laughs> and I came out, and I had to explain, I had to, explain it to him. And I, he, I'm like, I just – I saw this. And Ed's like – Oh crap! Well, uh, you're ready to go in Rachel's room. <laughs> you, you brought up something that um, paranormal stuff for people is therapy. It is. It is a way for us to seek therapy and guidance from those that yeah. have passed on. I mean, because humans like don't like me, so maybe the paranormal. Like <laughs> have you? Have you did, do, you, do you feel like you've gotten that closure now? I mean, is yeah. You um, do? When the uh, Saturday after the uh, the investigation, I went home and slept for like seven hours, and then Caitlin and I had a play to go to that night. And we were sitting, uh, we went to Bud's, uh, which is uh, one of our sponsors for the festival this year. And we were just sitting down having dinner before the play. And she's like, you seem, you seem different. Like, what happened last night? And I started talking to her and explaining to her. And she's like, I think you got your closure. Because you, this is the most calm and just, just peaceful I've seen you in a long time. And I'm like. Think I amazing did. with all the chaos that happened after. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. Shoo wee, deputy dog. Although there was a moment when you did kind of like frighten me for just like a second because I, I don't. Brad does that very I, well. I don't know what don't goes do it on. He's a lunger. <laughs> it's because I don't know what goes on with mirror gazing. I don't, and I've seen a lot of movies, so I just say I just expect like spirits to inhabit people's mm-hmm. bodies. Yeah. And uh, I just remember that was, there was that moment that you you looked at me right after this had happened, and you almost looked crazy. You're just like, "Oh, we'll talk about something that happened." <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you almost you look kind of crazy. You're like, "Do you want to go up and look at the attic?" So so we'll, we'll actually we'll skip Rachel's room because nothing happened in there. Uh, yeah, I mean the, we, just the juicy stuff. We, yeah. we did go into Rachel's room for a minute. We did nothing try to really maybe coax her out to play a little bit, but just yeah. nothing. Oh, she got me later. There. Don't worry. Uh, so then you and I went up to the attic. We yeah. Went into, we this, went into the red room first. Now, this is where things got interesting for us. Yeah. So we went to the red room first, and we sat there because this is the quote-unquote heart of the house. Yeah. This is where the portal ends or begins or however you want to see it. So we're sitting in there. We go lights out, but it's still somewhat bright outside, so we still have light in the room. And, uh, some. Some. And we're, <laughs> we're, we're hearing, like, footsteps in the corridor, 
but we're not really experiencing anything. Yeah, and I will remind w- listeners that literally everyone was downstairs but yeah. you two. Yes. This this was two stories Because we were kind of doing last-minute gifts for me and things like that, and so everyone was kind of, we were all kind of just chit-chatting, deciding what we do, and you guys were doing your thing. So yeah. no, literally no one else was up there with you guys. Just yeah. wanted just to us. point that just out. Just us. Just us, too. And I did EVP sessions. I haven't reviewed them yet because I'm not ready to review them oh, yet. Oh, man, I was hoping that you had already done that. Uh, by next episode, I'll have them reviewed, and we okay. can... Uh, we can go over those. Yeah, those okay, can be man, part I've of been... Creepy Ketchup, because I've got some EVP sessions. I've only listened to one. Did you get anything? Yes. Sweet. The breathing. Oh, you did get the breathing? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's I mean, there. Look at that. Goosebumps. There yep. they are. That well, I mean, during our EVP session, well, mm-hmm. we ended up being contacted by a spirit by, I think, the name Daniel. Yeah, we, was in there. We, we, got this, we got a spirit by the name of Daniel who came through to us. Um, and then we didn't really have much else happen. Just weird feelings in that room. We got a. No, I mean, I asked him, I asked him questions, and I was asking him yeah. things like, uh, "What you know? Do you do you?" We. I was saying, first of all, we came in not meaning harm or not in, intrus- intruding well, yeah, on yeah. your own, all that stuff. I was like, but I also asked, "Do you mean harm to us or our group of friends?" And then that word divide came up. Oh yeah, then it then the word said divide and we're like, okay, so it wants to divide us. So to give somebody uh, an idea of what happened, we there's a really great app online and what it does is it it uh, runs an EVP sesh as well um, and it, if it picks up words, it, it shows it digitally and so that's what you guys are talking about, correct? Yeah. 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 And my yeah. story next, we'll talk about that as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got like divide and we're like, okay, some stuff's going on and we got up we're about to leave the red room, and I'm like. But then you're we, drawn to the seance. room. I am drawn to the seance room, which is not going to be the last time I'm drawn to the seance room. So we get drawn in the seance room. We sit down around the table that's in there, and we just go lights out. I set the phone down, and just we start communicating. You start asking questions again, and uh, we're like, you know, who who do you not like? And the the name Parker came up, and we were like. <laughs> Wait, we know a Parker. Parker? (laughs) And the second we heard Parker, we were like, okay, maybe it's time to go. And then my phone, on its own, shifted across the table a little bit. And we were like, yep, it's time to get out of here. Trying to get out of here. Your phone phone had some movement later on. Yeah, interesting. Um, uh, I think that's when you and I were like, all right, cool. Yeah, we we (laughs) jetted, got out. But uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, for the remainder of the time that I stayed there in the house, and you you and I both felt this, it was sort of like, um, a sense of relief yeah. after that, at least for at least for me, for a little while, because Just I was having some kind of contact. Because I was no longer. Because after that, I was I was no longer fixated on the staircase. <laughs> it was like, okay, yeah, okay, met, I got I got up there. Okay, I gone up there and seen what was there, so I'm, I'm well, good. What's interesting is, is you guys came back down, told us about that. Well, at that point, I had already gotten my gift. David had gotten me uh, this handmade wooden talking board, uh, a Ouija board of types. Or spirit board. Spirit board, yeah. And uh, it was handmade, soldered. It was beautiful. Absolutely phenomenal. He handmade the planchet, the whole nine yards. And we're like, we got to go to the seance room. And so me, Trisha, and him have been running together for a while. We love doing the spiritual stuff. So we went off on our own and went up there. The Ouija board session wasn't that great, um, which that's kind of why we never busted out the Ouija board after that, because where we had our best experiences was with that app. And so not only that, I also had a radio hack uh, ghost box thing. And so we had that going at the same time as we had the app. So we had two things going so that we were looking for EVP words as well as seeing if they could speak through the ghost box. And so at one point, and my sister, who's psychic, you know, uh, she's like, she's like, I hear somebody, you know, there's, there's somebody here. Her name's Jackie. She's got a little kid and her brother's there and there's a man in the back and he saw lots of war. And all of a sudden on the, on the uh, ghost box, it's like soldier, you know, like different (laughs) things like that, that are happening. Just a lot of pudding moments. Yeah. A lot of pudding moments that, uh, even skeptics would be like, just coincidence. Well, how about this? So another one, she's like, oh, somebody else is here. I can feel them. They don't live here. And uh, she's like, what's your name? And on the EVP thing, it comes up. It says Brooke Lynn, right? And Mm -hmm. literally at the exact same moment on the ghost box, it says Brooklyn. (laughs) Same time. So it says Brooklyn on the ghost box and says Brooklyn on the EVP digital readout. 
Jeez, come you on. Got, you got some pudding right yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Come on, man. And so, but we were definitely, it was like, get out, get out, you know, finally. And just different stuff like that. And we were like, all right, let's now, go. Was, was this thing literally telling you, get out? No, this is my sister picking up on it. Okay. Yeah, saying, get it. out, get out, get out. And so, but we were feeling it. We were feeling it. We, we they, That room is crowded. It's mm-hmm. always crowded. And, and we'll talk about that more. So we get downstairs. And sadly, this is around the time you left. And now you get to hear <laughs> well, what goes down. Can I can I tell you about what was going down with me on the on the on the trip home real quick? Before? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we're in Mitchell, Indiana, and unbeknownst to me, this is a small town where everything closes what at nine, ten yeah, o'clock like at 10 night, or 11, yeah. something like that. If okay, that. okay. Now when we got up to when when I got up to Mitchell, Indiana, my my car was basically on e, like no gas, mm-hmm. no gas left in the tank, guys. There was not a gas station open for miles. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, dr- I drove down I-60 East, Highway I-60, or, you know, Highway 60 East, on no gas for wow. 30 minutes. And oh, I'm wow. just, and I am just, th- this is open field, middle of nowhere, dark <laughs> of night. Oh, yeah. Nobody, oh, yeah. nobody coming or going in either direction. I am by myself on this road, and I'm, I'm so far down on that gas gauge i'm i'm freaking out i'm just like <laughs> you know you talk you, you talk to your car it's like come on baby come you on baby you it, can I do it come on just where the hell are the gas stations around here <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i traveled i mean just just white knuckling it for yeah, 30 right. minutes heart just pounding and i'm just like please don't stop please don't stop like i finally please don't stop the music <laughs> i finally make a left turn Back into what looks like civilization when I finally find uh, a gas station. At least the, the the pump is on and open, <laughs> and you can you can get gas. Oh my god, that was the that was the biggest relief that I had that <laughs> night because I was yeah I was just uh, I was just so scared that I was gonna be caught like out there in the dark at night, <laughs> middle of nowhere, open fields, nobody, nothing. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. The scariest thing that can ever happen is reality. Hey, they, <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, they said that house knows what you're what you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. Yep. That house knew what I was afraid of. Empty tanks and empty wallets. Yeah. So yeah, after you leave, we order pizza. And uh, so we're all kind of chit-chatting and eating, and I'm looking over, and Brad's just, like, buried into his coat at the edge of the table, not talking to anybody. Oh, dude, oh, that he house did, he had did that. me. He did that a lot of the night. Yep. Like, I'm teaching me. him how to shield. You know, very empathetic to the spirits in the house. Because here's the thing about it. It's not just the, the famous people in the house. A lots of... You know, patients died in that house. Yeah, there's that a lot. We have no names for, you know, and things like that. I mean, the house was crowded, but we were like, come on, Brad, come with us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the adventure of me, you, Trish, and eventually David. Yeah, started. because the other people, Sarah and her brother and their friend, you know, they just kind of wanted to chill for the most part. Yeah. Uh, Sarah and her brother had done this before years ago. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, cool. And so we go off on our own. And we go first, we decide. To go into the uh, the we go into the um, the waiting room, the yeah, doctor's waiting room, waiting and room. it was kind of lame. We kind of sat there a little bit. We're like, you know what? We're all feeling something in the next room, which is the examination room. We're like, <laughs> let's go in there. And in there's a bed, you know, because uh, you know it used to be a B and B as well. Yeah. But it, so the, it's still set up. But they've got the old examination table on there, which was creepy within itself. There's this little tiny bathroom uh, and things like that. But we're like, okay, we'd heard a lot of stuff that happened in this room. And so we're all just chilling there. Trisha and I are on either side of the bed. You can't put your feet on, so they're kicked off, you know, and Brad's at the end standing there. And just, I mean, the weight got heavy. Darkness had set in outside fully at this point. The weight got heavy in there, and we got this, like, thing. We were like, where are you? You know, and the EVP thing said, under the chair. Yeah, it was so random. Yeah, and so, like, we're kind of, like, looking around, and Brad's phone just goes, Whoop! Yeah, it just goes. Ooh, that popped loud. But yeah, the the phone just shot over like five feet. And I'm like, okay, give me my phone back. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, my foot gets pulled. Like I get mm-hmm. tugged real quick, and at the same time, Trisha feels something brush across her arm, and then something scratches the bedpost right next to me and Trisha. Yeah, and, it, and then it just like slams the bed. Yep. Like boom, and I was like, what? Wow. Like, I'm freaking out because. 
not touching the bed. No. Trisha's not moving. We've got our flashlights on. They're on. This is not in the dark. This is happening. And we're just like, what the hell was that? Like, we're freaking out because the bed, I mean, all this happened within, like, minute. You know, yeah, all of those things we quick. just mentioned, all of those things happen. Boom, 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 boom. And we're like, okay, I think it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was the beginning of what turned into a very intense night. Yeah, and so, I mean, here's already, I mean, I've had experiences in all three of the rooms. Well, four rooms, but the, the third one didn't happen. But three of the four rooms I've had experiences so far. And we mm. even go back into the waiting room. We're like, come on, we can get something in here. It was yeah. just actually just a nice, cool place <laughs> yeah, to chill for a minute. it was just a nice, cool place to chill. It really <laughs> it was. Just, so big black room was just yeah no he it wasn't, wasn't there wasn't and, it, and we find out later because it's he wasn't in there no he oh. was hanging we, out in the we basement found him later for yeah. sure who lordy bogordy so we decide to go upstairs and feel free to chime in anytime or take over the story yeah so we go upstairs uh, into the master bedroom that you and I went into the first time Ed and we decide that we're gonna do some mirror gazing which by the way I will not sit on the bed. Because no. that's where I saw the hand shoot out. My sister's yeah. like, just sit on the bed. And I'm like, no. I, I will say a, a cool like uh, debunk moment we had in there. We kept hearing the scratching sound every time the lights would go off. Oh, <laughs> kept, kept hearing it. We thought we were communicating with an intelligent spirit. And then like it, it's always near Stefan or behind Stefan. <laughs> so eventually I'm like, Stefan, hand me your flashlight. And like we turn off the lights and I barely press on his flashlight and I can hear the same scratching. I'm like, it's a nervous twitch. Yeah, so and Stephen's like I, nervous I, twitch. my handshake, especially when I'm scared, <laughs> and I had no idea that it was me, and it was freaking me out every time, which meant yeah. my hands probably shaking even more so. So we there were some moments yeah, was, that had more. And like, we were okay. looking to debunk everything. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. Everything. As much as we're believers, we don't want to believe the wrong thing. No, right? You know, and so I'm glad we found that because I was scared, man. Like yeah. I was really freaking out because I'm like, why is it by me? Because this is when I finally sit on the bed. Yeah, like Trisha convinces me to sit on the bed. But yeah, and we decided to do the mirror gazing together, all in the room, because I refused to do it alone. And this is where David joined us. Yeah, David shows. Oh yeah, because we're in there, and David almost scared us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then he comes in. He's like, "What are you guys doing?" And we're like, "Mirror gazing." And he's like, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> and so the the defining moment for me is like, I didn't really see anything when I was doing it. Just kind of normal. You know, I, I do divination. Yeah. So, I mean, I was kind of seeing things and could kind of <laughs> make up my own thing. Um, but the scary one was Brad. So we had also learned to kind of change. Help me again. We had also learned to change the position of the light to make it darker as well, where you're just seeing the fringes of your face, which mm-hmm. that one. I, which we were told, be careful doing that because you'll see some crap. Yeah. And I definitely saw some stuff that I could just justify as my brain moving or whatever. But Brad. So Brad's going, man. And first of all, this dude just looked like like a Greek god, like Zeus or whatever, like because the hair looked curly almost and that beard, the way the light hit it and everything like that, where it's just this shadow looked like a mm-hmm. Greek statue. Almost. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but I, it looked like uh, the features in my face were kind of like almost glow in the dark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And maybe that's just your pasty white ginger skin. <laughs> it probably is. Um, but, <laughs> um, but anyways, there's this point where like I'm looking at Brad's face in the mirror and he turns his head and looks at me. And looks back. But guess what? I was also seeing Brad's actual head in reality. It did not move. Nope. It was staring straight. And I'm like, Brad, did you just look at me? And he's like, no, bro. And I I knew you hadn't because I didn't. It was not like a just a half an inch turn. It was so so we're talking like like a a full like almost to the shoulder turn. So we're talking about the reflection in the mirror. Yes, the reflection in the mirror. Because I'm looking at Brad's eyes in the mirror and it turns full like to the shoulder to look right me. Did you you see it do that? I did see it do that. Looked at me right in the eyes and I'm like Brad, you know, because I I didn't see his head move. Well, Stefan Stefan didn't even ask me if my head moved. He goes, Did you see that? And I'm like, Yep. And he was like, your head moved. I'm like, well, mine didn't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we're all doing stuff, and it's crazy cool. And there's another mirror that's to the side uh, and all this stuff. And then Brad gets, you know, deeper into it. Deeper into it because he's the you were the last one to go, I believe. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm the reason we left the room. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Well, you and what happened after. I, uh, I allowed myself to relax. I went totally dark and I just let just let my mind wander. And and this was where we had it as dark as we could get yeah, it, where you could just could see go. the fringe of your face. And in the reflection, I saw almost like my face catch fire. The fire moved up my face, and the face that was revealed was not my face. It was like a demonic face. 
So I jump back, and I'm like, oh, F that. And I stand up, and then all of a sudden, the closet door to the nursery we hear behind us, we hear click, click. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> we, we thought it was Sarah's brother in there because yeah, we hadn't seen him We thought he was pranking us. And so, but by the way, I mean, it, it slowly opened, and then it opened more. Like, yeah, it then paused, it like and then it, it opened more and opened all the oh way. Oh, my god! And we were like, oh, my God. So we go in there, and we're like, Stu? He was not in there. And no. so Brad Brad and I are checking the door. It is not <laughs> easily open. I had, to, I had to punch it to get it to open without actually turning the knob. Like, it, it was a hassle to so get you, open. And yeah. to tell you the truth, I mean, it's like, if it was so easy to open, every time we would have, because we, we, I took a ball from there. Uh, yeah. From the nursery, which we'll talk about later. I took a ball from there, um, and that, that closet nursery room, every time we would go to check. Oh, because we set the ball to see if it would yeah, move. Yeah, it never moved. We kept going there. back to check. The door was never open. Yeah. So it wasn't like it's easily opened with people walking through and everything. So right. that just to verify that, it only opens when people are in there. Yeah. Whew, man, it was creepy. So then... Huh, Rachel's room. Yeah, we go to Rachel's room, and... Um, and so we go into Rachel's room, which was kind of lame at first, right? Well, you had the rocking chair rock next to you all by itself. Yeah, but I still am skeptical. I think maybe because I hit the ground hard. I mean, because I sat on the floor. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Everybody made that, me feel bad about that it. That one's so possibly I'm debunkable. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go ahead and say maybe not. But it I, did. It did rock this little tiny like doll chair rock. I try. I tried to get to get a spirit puzzle on the outside of the house to to rock in the rocking chair. <laughs> Nothing happened with that. But though. Rachel's room is filled with dolls. Everyone oh, yeah. gets her all these dolls. Well, first of all, that that freaked you out anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't like dolls, and I don't like clowns, and they were both in there. <laughs> both were in there. There was a very judgy doll, too. I yeah, there like was. One. The real judgy jester doll. <laughs> oh, oh no, the one on the the, the doll on the desk. Yeah, yeah she was it's, always looking it's at it. It's as if somebody told this house what Stefan doesn't like. Yeah. Said dolls and clowns and put them all together in the same room. Well, we, you know, one of the things we figured out later is while we were up there, there's two beach balls. This is the room where beach balls are supposed to move. Mm -hmm. And in it, um, we had turned the ceiling fan on and this beach ball shot across the room. And we we're like, oh, well, it was the ceiling fan. But the other ball didn't move. Mm -hmm. And then later, Brad and I both watched this documentary. Brad hits me up and he's like, dude. Think about how that ball moved because they say in that room, if the fan's on or anything like that, the ball just kind of rolls over. Yeah. But a ghost is it? It hits it like a ball because it did. It shot across the room like a little kid had come up and punched it. Like, and thinking back on it, it's like that fan would not have done that. It no. wasn't on high. It was on low. It's like I mean, it like bonk and shot across the room because you you could you could audibly hear a like a pop pop noise right when it, when it flew. And so looking back on it, we were like. Uh-oh. We yeah. didn't even realize it. So, But anyway, so we're sitting there. We put that back up. We turn off the thing. We're all sitting on the floor just because it's hot in that room. Go figure, which is, you know, the room where she died from burns. It was um, very hot in there. It was very, very hot in there. And uh, one of the things that's said that happens in the house and in that room is scratches and burns. Mm -hmm. Like, there are so many pictures of people with scratches and burns and things like that. And, you know, that's kind of one of those things I'm like, mm-hmm, until it happened to me in that room. And did all you, of a sudden, did you get scratched? Yes, I, I have pictures. And um, is that the big one or the small one? That's the big one. And uh, yeah, so we. Yeah, I'm looking at it. He's got like uh, he's got like red uh, red welts like on his neck behind his ear. And we'll yeah. post the pictures to our social wow. media as well. So yeah, both both sides, uh, both sides of my neck. It didn't feel like someone scratching. It felt like someone laid burning strips on my neck on both sides and they immediately were like flashlighting it and watching it get redder and redder and redder and it just and felt like start welting too. yeah and it just felt like it was burning and uh you know and then sarah and um Stu, i think came up or julian julia yeah it was uh it was sarah and paul came up. oh sarah and paul that's right came up and so they're hanging out and of course nothing happens yeah. as soon as they get up there nothing happens so i want to i want to just give a quick little thing to everybody out there if you go into a haunted house wanting something to happen if it's an intelligent haunting nothing will happen paul experienced that because he wanted it too bad he was trying too hard to experience something if you're not trying to experience things and you're just in the moment that's when the crazy stuff happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe maybe that's why this stuff doesn't happen to me because I sort of go in looking for it. I never look for it; it just shows up. Yeah, there's <laughs> a, there's kind of like a, a a middle ground that you want to sit in, and that's what I did. I didn't shield. I put myself in a position that's like, okay, if something happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's okay because I already believe. So it's like, you know, but I would love some pudding. 
So yeah, exactly. And uh, so we we get out of there, and um, we we quickly just go upstairs, but we come back down. Yeah, it's like we go, and we're like, oh, we'll come back here later. It was hot too, yeah. and so we you want to be on the ground floors where it's cool. Yeah, and so we then head over to the servants' quarters, which is also a staircase that goes down into the uh, the kitchen. Main kitchen. Yeah, and uh, we hung out in there for a little bit. Nothing was really happening, but they say a lot of activity happens in this giant two door closet. Yeah, and so we're like, all right, let's go in here. And so we split up, and uh, I think it was just me, Trish, and David that went in there. Yeah. And we're like, man, and it's creepy. I mean, it's a very small, it's like this um, slanted wall because it's the very, very top of where the roof is. So it's a mm-hmm. very small closet. And I'm standing in there, man, and we're like, wow, nothing's happening. And we're like, man, I really expected this. And all of a sudden, I get shoved in the back as hard as possible and slammed my head against the wall. Oh. And I'm looking for David or Trisha, and they're further than an arm's length away from me. And I was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah, because uh, me and Paul went in there right after that. And, like, we stood in there for about five minutes. And I, f- I felt a disbalance, but I just chalked it up to the boards aren't that steady in there. Yeah. And I felt like that was what's calling me to Yeah, well, sway. I definitely felt a full, hard push directly in the middle of the back because it's where I go to the chiropractor to get popped. Like, mm-hmm. it's that right where that nubby knob is <laughs> nubby knob. on your spine. That's where I got hit. Boom. And it slammed my head into the wall. Sponsored by nubby Did knob. your back feel better after that? Or? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a good chiropractor. Whew, no, I, I just I just remember like in that room there was like uh, there was like a cabinet that was like mm-hmm. right across. And I kept I kept fixating on that. Yeah, because it, it, mm-hmm. it seemed like that. It kept like the opening. Door, it yeah. kept opening. Ne- never when we were you, in there. You were sitting closer to it mm-hmm. than I was. I mean, did you notice it? Cause I, I did. I did. Because yeah. I I. I, I it's not that I would hear anything. I would sort of sense something. I'm just like there was definitely something there. And every time I went back into that room, that door was open. Yeah, like, I could. I just kept flashing my eyes. Like I swear that thing is opening. Yep. So then we decide. Okay, it's getting late. I mean, we had come back downstairs. We had did some tarot readings and it was some about two in things. the morning. Yeah, it took kind of a mini break, and uh, then we went to the basement. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this man, this was a good one. So we, we go down to the basement, and uh, in the basement, nothing was happening. David's hanging with us, and nothing's happening. Like, it's just lame, but it's nice and cool. <laughs> yeah. And we're expecting, and they've got this thing where they found this axe, and so they're trying to say that, they, you know, somebody killed their brother, and I'm kind of like, whatever. And uh, But earlier, oh, I forgot during the tour, I had seen, I think you did too, saw something black move. Yeah, this is one like of those scattered. basements, this very standard Kentucky, Indiana-type basement, where it's like there's a small area, and then there's like... Um, a crawl space? Yeah, like, crawl space area that's like got dirt and different things. It's yeah. weird. I've only ever seen that in Kentucky and, and Indiana. supposedly there's a woman buried, buried in one of those in crawl one spaces. Because, yeah, I mean, it's literally it's just dirt yeah. there. And uh, anyways, so like I'm expecting to see the creeper or something like that. Well, David's like, well, this is dumb. I'm going to go sleep. And so he leaves us and goes to sleep, and all heck goes down. And yeah. we're just sitting there, man. So what what, what what went down in the basement? We're about to tell you. Yeah, so we're sitting there, and we're talking to it, and we're trying to run the uh, the apps and the, the box, but nothing was happening. Like, it was pretty lame. Like, in fact, this is when the, the ghost box started uh um, Pegging, miss, uh, not working. Yeah, just like not like doing anything. all of a sudden, it just all my ghost apps just stopped working. All of them. I'm signed into the Wi-Fi. And Facebook's working. Everything else is working. I had like six apps on there. All of them weren't working. Like it, like all the ghost box ones, they were all not working. So we said, all right, let's let's just let's turn this off and let's do some EVP. And uh, so we turn it off and we just ask questions and we can all of a sudden, man, we're asking questions. And next to Brad is like this figure that I see, Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden I see this big black bulging shadow figure, which I assume now must have been big black. I mean, it was menacing and tall. It was harder for me to see. But Trisha's like, oh, my God, do you see that? And I'm like, yes. And we both see this figure back there. And all this stuff. And then we're like, okay, we need to know. Give us a sign if you're here. And Ed, I kid you not, all of a sudden we start hearing breathing. Heavy breathing. Like, like, because you know when you breathe in, it's not loud, but that Uh exhale. And it was circling us. Yeah, and it's moving around us. Oh, my God. And I have it. It, it, It's recorded. It's on there. What we heard. You got that? I do, but having to try to find it, we don't have time. I'll save it for Creepy Catch-Up next week yeah, if I can find okay. it. But you can hear it breathing. And it's not people upstairs breathing because we're not under where people are sleeping. Right. We're not there. But, I mean, and it was loud. 
and we're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's just getting louder, and it's moving around us. It's moving around us. And then all of a sudden, the right side of my body gets numb, which becomes a new thing that starts happening to me as soon as I start picking up on ghosts. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, my body gets numb on a certain side, and I can feel it next to me. And right at that time, Brad goes, he's standing right next to you, Stefan. Yeah, this is when I see the face. That I still, I've seen it every night uh, since that haunting. But um, what what do you call it when you start hearing like a spirit's words in your head, like clairsentience? Yeah. So I started having that for the first time ever, and I think it's because I was with you guys. It kind of unlocked. Yeah. And he was like, "What do I do with this?" And we were like, "Trust it. Tell us just, what does it say." say? It was like, <laughs> it's like leave, 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 leave. He just kept saying leave, and we were like, "We're gonna leave." Yeah. I mean, we had already felt that way. You know, um, oh, and I'm sorry, that was not really clairsentient. I guess it's, I don't know. There's maybe it's, it's kind of clairvoyant. Um, I heard ghost in words way, in my head, but yeah, clairvoyant <laughs> would probably be closer yeah. to that. But yeah, it was just like, it was crazy. And we felt and we were like, we got to get out of here, man. And like, we all felt it and we just ducked. We were like, we're, we didn't mean you any harm. We're gone. We'll see you later. Bye. And so we're like, all right, it's time for the attic. Yeah. And uh, we get up to the attic. We go to the red room and the red room was just frightening. I mean, yeah. my God, the stuff that happened in there. Like, Brad and I are literally seeing the exact same thing. We're watching the same entity do the same things. We're telling each other what we're seeing. And we even say it at the exact yeah, same, same time. Yeah, time. same time. This thing is pinching my legs and smacking my arms and hitting Trisha, hitting Brad, punched him in the chin. I think this oh. was the creeper. Yeah, we think this might have been the creeper. And this is up where the portal, and Brad and I could see the portal. It was like this this white mist, like, swirling around. Like, it was like almost like a hurricane. And I even saw, like, an eye, like, of a hurricane almost. Like, mm -hmm. this portal. And, and you know, like, Trisha's saying that they, they're feeling like that this is a portal. And there was a spirit that felt stuck in there. I kept seeing faces. Yeah, faces. That I, I mean, did not recognize. Everything. And we're all seeing things at the same time. And we're like, all right, let's this get out of here. This is when David rejoins us, too. Yeah, David's rejoined us at this point. He woke up and rejoined us and he's seeing stuff i mean it's just nuts but we're like okay time's running out because we're getting close to six o'clock in the morning you know and so yeah which i think we might have had a missing time event because i don't know how we went from 2 a.m we were only in the basement 20 minutes oh yeah and then all of a sudden it's 4 a.m 4 a.m we were not down there that no long. so we, had, we have a missing time event. we definitely i forgot about that but yeah so then we go to this middle room it's it's this like space that shouldn't be a space yeah. i mean there's a wall and it's got like an odd shape cut I out of this it room but there's like this old timey bed spring in there that's in there from the original house it's like don't sit in there and it's just this tiny nothing of a space and it's got a window in there and we, i mean the second you walk in you're just like Ooh. and a lot of the spirits the the figures that were in the red room followed us because david's like there we could just feel them all out in the hallway but there was one in this room that we felt and uh, my sister and I are just, like, holding each other, like, and it's hot. I mean, it's yeah. hot. But our bodies are cold. It's the craziest yeah, thing. Yeah, all of a sudden, Trisha and I get freezing, and we feel it walk through us. Like, both of us, yeah. like, get goosebumps, and we're both like, ah, and Brad's like, it just walked through you. And we're like, I know. Like, it was crazy, <laughs> like I could, I could see this tall form moving. Through oh us, gosh. I think David saw it too. David saw it too. Like, I mean, everything. This is these pudding moments because it wasn't like ten minutes later. Oh yeah, I saw that too. No. It was. Oh my god, there's something. We're like, we know. Like, we could feel it walk through us, but we felt and it. Say, I think get this is the here. point where it started trying to possess one of us. Yeah, uh, David. Yeah, and we were like, okay, we got to move. We yeah. got to move. And so we're like, okay, it's getting closer. Hold on, it wanted to possess David. It was trying to. Yeah, all of us were feeling like this numb. Like you could feel it. Like it felt like something. Trying to take over. Seriously, I'm not yeah. even joking. That's the the only way I could feel. It. It's like it was like shortness of breath. Your body gets numb, and then it would pass. Like it yeah. would pass through. Like it would try to get into you, but when you would lock it out, it would go to the next one. Yeah, and it kind of sat a little heavier with David, and David's like, "We got to go now." Yeah, and so we're like, "Okay, we're running out of time. Let's do the seance room." We weren't even going to do the seance room. Yeah, we like, weren't. We, we were like, "Let's leave," and then we're like, "But we felt it walk through the wall." Yeah, remember? no, that's what it was. Yeah. We were standing in that room, and we come out, and I see it go through the wall and move the curtain and I'm like it just went to the seance room and they're like what do you mean I was like I'll look around the corner and see that there's no actual wall it's just a curtain and I'm like it's in the seance room like I guess we're going into the seance room. Yeah, and by the way, at this point, I have the blue ball with me. Yeah. Like, because we wanted it to move up in the red room. Nothing happened. Yeah, it hadn't um, been moving or I'd been carrying it around with me ever since we went upstairs. And because uh, it never moved it, in the It's the, the missing player in this game. 
Yeah, and so we go into the seance room. We're sitting around, and on the table, there's, like, cushions on the ground and two chairs. And on, on the table is this, like, tray mirror, and it's mm-hmm. got a little dragon statue, had four pennies and uh, little lights that didn't work. Yeah. Um, by the way, one of the things that they tell us uh, in the house, there's everywhere you see these little change piles. Yeah. And they say that that's something that the ghosts do is leave little change piles or like money will get thrown at you and blah, blah, blah. And we had joked how A, the ball never moved. And B, we we never saw any change like show up, right? Yeah. It was just and, already kind of yeah. There. It's just there, so we just kind of move the mirror, and uh, we're kind of playing around and things like that. We set the blue ball on the mirror. We're like, move the ball. Nothing's happening because I had to move everything off that mirror. So the four coins are just sitting off on the table, and we're like, move the ball. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Trisha's like, it doesn't like the light. Yeah, she started hearing it and saying it doesn't like the light. And let me preface this by saying. If you even, like, moved your fingers like this, it would creak. Uh, And that was just me sliding my forefinger or my middle finger and my thumb together. Like, everything in that room would creak. Yeah. Like, and I'm sitting on a chair. Trisha's sitting on the chair. You guys are there. I mean, everything creaked. If you moved your eyeballs, it creaked. Okay? We're sitting there in the dark, and uh, the rain starts coming. The dark. That was interesting. Yeah. Because we're calling it. We're like, come on, we know you're here. Show us something. Do something. Give us a sign. And the rain starts pouring and all this stuff. And then it like the rain. Not, not of, in the room. But yeah, no, the on, on the roof. And then it <laughs> lightens up and we're like, okay, well, and somebody said something like, show us. And all of a sudden, boom, you hear the ball hit the edge of the mirror, bounce across and shoot across the room and then just stop. And we scream, we turn the lights on, and the ball is sitting across the room from us. Oh, my gosh. No one hit this ball. Because, like I said, if you even, like, just flared your nostrils, it creaked. It was dead silent. The rain had stopped. It was dead silence. And this thing just... Just just decided to play kickball. Wow. But that was not the end. No, it it was not the end. It wasn't. Because at this point, we're feeling, and, you know, all of us psychics are like, okay, it's like, get out of here. Get out of our space. The best way I can describe it is being in the darkest, darkest dark you can possibly be in and still seeing something darker than the dark you're seeing. And if you've ever been to New Orleans, the humidity that's down there, after the rain had stopped, the room had cooled down up to that point. When the rain stopped, the humidity just started piling in. It felt like there were 20 people in this room that barely fit four. Yeah. This thing didn't just... Okay, and this tray comes up about a solid two and a half inches. So it can't just easily roll over it and then roll onto the floor. Bounce, 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 bounce. It goes bam, bam, and then hits the step on the other side of the room and just sits. It doesn't bounce back. It doesn't do anything. It just sits. And this is a rubber bounce ball. Like, that's about the... um, Oh, I don't know. About the size of a grapefruit. About the size of a softball. Yeah, about the size of a softball, but it's rubber bouncy ball. And we're like, oh, my God. And so we're like, all right, let's see what else we can get it to do because we're running out of time. And so we're sitting there and we're chit-chatting and, and, you know, we're like, come on, show us another sign. Do something else. We wanted the ball to move again. We're like, move the ball. Move the ball. This is when Trisha goes, it's in my ear and it's yelling, get out. Yeah. And we're not listening to it. We go dark again. And then all of a sudden, like a coin just like falls from the ceiling like what eight feet from us yeah right in front of the table bam like just hits the ground like we were not expecting that and like i said dead silent uh this coin so we flip on the light and over by the steps so like four or five six feet away from us is this penny just sitting in the middle of the floor and brad's like how many pennies do we have on the table because we had four when we had started like because we want to make sure that it wasn't one of us we look four pennies so now we have a mysterious fifth penny. <laughs> and this penny, even if it was one of us, there's no way because it, it wasn't like it, it throwed and arced. And bu- you could hear. There was no bounce. Yeah, it just went. Like, like it dropped from the ceiling. Like out of nowhere. Yeah. Because if you drop a penny right now from any distance, when it hits, it's going to give a little bounce. You're going to hear a residual bounce. This had none of that. It just was a flat. Doom. It was nuts. But yeah, that's that's essentially our story. That's that's when I went home. Wow. Yeah, that was about five thirty in the morning. Yeah, Brad took off five thirty. We, you know, I wrote down all my experiences in there and talked to them a bit and stuff like that. But that's our story. And I hate to do this, but we are absolutely out of time. But man, like, just wanted to say, please check out Whispers Estate in Mitchell, Indiana. You can go to whispersestate.com. 
uh, that you can book and uh, bring a group. Group rates are the best. I'm ready to go back. Yeah, you can, you know, search. They're, they've been on all sorts of different, like, haunted shows and things like that. I absolutely am ready to go back. Yeah. Ed, I want you to spend a whole night there with us. I, I, I would love to if we could find a day when I didn't have to work the day Just after. tell them you ain't coming in. But I'll tell you what, if there was ever... If I have vacation time coming up, then I'd be able to do it. Boom. If there was ever any bit of a skeptic left in me, it's gone. Yeah, it's it's out the window. So, uh, but we got to get out of here. Uh, but please check out Whispers Estate in Mitchell, Indiana. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and listening as usual. Uh, make sure to send in any listener stories you have to fearscapepodcast at gmail.com. Especially if you've been at Whispers. Yeah, if you've been at yeah, Whispers been Estate, uh, please send those in. We would love to hear from you. And uh, big thanks to Gwen and Sandra. And on that, I've been Stefan. I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Ed. I'll see you on Monday. And Brad's back, baby. And as always, hold those blankies extra tight. Good night, folks. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that horrifying discussion. I hope they didn't frighten you too much. (laughs) Tune in next week. For even more research into the nightmarish and haunting creeps and spooks that we tell ourselves don't exist, but we know they do. Make sure you have your blankets that you hold them extra tight. Next time on Fearscape. <laughs> Hey, Blanket Huggers, Stefan here from Fearscape Paranormal Podcast, and do we have a scary good deal for you right now. If you head over to fearscapepodcast.com forward slash Gamefly, you can get a 30-day free trial Gamefly subscription on us. Now, if you're not familiar with Gamefly, it's a game and movie rental service where you can play the hottest video games for systems like the Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, or even the PS4. You can get up to two games or movies out at a time, and you can do that an unlimited amount of time times a month. Josh and I love to play our game systems, and I am really enjoying the Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. And if you're like me, games are too expensive to buy and beat in the same weekend. Well, with Gamefly, you can get it and keep a game as long as you need. Then you just send it back and get the next game on your list. So head on over to fearscapepodcast.com forward slash Gamefly today and give it a try.